the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Listen to the word of God. Let it come alive. That's what Paul was praying here, that you might have a revelation like you've never had before. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. The word that I'm going to bring today is about our inheritance. We have heaven to look forward to after this life. But friend, we can look forward to blessings right now. Right now in this life, this very moment, God is with us. He hears and answers our prayers and he brings blessing, healing, forgiveness, hope, salvation, wonderful gifts. He brings right now. So right now, friend, you can begin to enjoy your inheritance. You're going to get a great inheritance someday, but right now you're getting a great inheritance. I have a series of messages that I'm bringing from the book of Ephesians, and today I'm going to go to chapter 1, and it says, The immeasurable greatness of His power in us who believe according to His working of His great might. He talks about the inheritance in the saint the glorious inheritance. So hear this message and let this message bring hope and faith to your heart that you might right now begin to receive your inheritance in Christ. Let's go into the sanctuary. The people are here. Enjoying our inheritance now. Well, the title was getting so long to put on the sign at the street and also in our bulletin. Really, it's enjoying some of our inheritance now. And I'm going to be talking about that in just a few moments. But to introduce the message, our ultimate inheritance is heaven someday, where our loved ones and friends who died in Christ are. That's going to be our ultimate inheritance. But you and I can enjoy some of heaven right now, today. And I want to talk to you about that and help you to get to the Lord who is the blesser, who is the giver, the miracle worker, and you and I can enjoy heaven, or at least part of it, right now. It's a great promise from our Savior, and I hope you will hear it and receive it and begin to enjoy heaven on earth. Now, Paul writes to the Ephesians. He's in jail in Rome. He didn't know it at the time. I, I, don't, I assume that he didn't know it, that he was going to be executed. A, he was there for about two years, hoping to get released. But prior to going to that jail and to that imprisonment, he established a church in a city of Ephesus. He was the, the father of that church. He was the pioneer. And from that church, many other churches started throughout that region. Today, that region is called Turkey. It's on the map as Turkey. This book, Ephesians, some of the theologians refer to it as the queen of the epistles. Of all the epistles in the Bible, it's the queen. This, this passage of scripture came about as a letter that Paul wrote from Rome 
to Ephesus, but he meant for this letter to be read in all the churches in that region that we now call Turkey, all the Christian congregations. We call it the book of Ephesians. It was actually a letter. Thank God that we have it. But this is, this is so amazing to me, so wonderful. I am so blessed. I, I spoke to you about it last week, and I want to go back and just do a little, little bit of review. In verse 15, Paul says, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Now notice, your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Not some of the saints, but for all Christians. You love all Christians. I, never has a church been complimented quite like that church. But I want to tell you about, I believe, the greatest compliment I ever received concerning the Largo Community Church, you people. And it came from a man who was very, very angry at me and I think at the church also. This man had worshipped five years down at the school with us. Five years, every Sunday, very faithful. And then we came and we built this small chapel. And I think maybe two years, so a total of seven years, his wife came, his daughter came, his son-in-law, they all came to the church. And then one Sunday morning, I don't know what happened to that man. We were leaving, I don't know why I'm starting to laugh, but <clears throat> it's a serious, serious thing. We were, we were leaving the little sanctuary, the little chapel back here, going out to the parking lot, and this man walked up to me and people coming and going. And he said, I'm leaving this church because this church is not a de demonstrative church in its worship. Well, where did that come from? After seven years, we didn't change worship. I lead the worship the way I feel that God wants this church led. Other pastors lead their church worship the way they feel that God wants their church worship led. And he said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving now, he had come from a very demonstrative church that, that was very vocal, very behavioral, very physical in their worship services. And apparently, he wanted to go back to that type of worship, and he wanted me to change the worship in this church. Listen, I believe the Largo Community Church has been authored by God. I believe Jesus is the head of this church. And so... He told me he was leaving, and he turned and he walked away and he toward the parking lot to get in his car, and he hadn't gone but 12 feet, and I spoke up, he had his back to me, and I spoke up and I said, but we have love here. And he turned on his heel, and fire shot out of his eyes at me. He said, yes, and that's all that church has is love. I thought, praise God, that's the best compliment we've ever had. I've never had a compliment like that. He's talking about you. He never came back to the church, although I saw him off and on through the years, and he was very kind, very nice. He died. He went to heaven, and he apparently went to the church, but he said, that's all you have. You know, this is what Paul said to the church at Ephesus. I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Now, last week we talked about the qualities that remain. Faith, hope, and love. Faith is a present faith. Faith, when it is projected into the future, it's called hope. It can still be called faith. And love. 
And Paul said, of all of the gifts of the Spirit, whether there be tongues, they're going to cease. Whether there be knowledge, it's going to pass away. Whether there be prophecy, that too is going to go. And all the gifts of healing and all the gifts of miracles, but love remains forever. And the greatest of these is love. And when that man said to me, and that's all you got, I thought, hey, we have arrived. We have the greatest. Praise be to the Lord. Hey, do you love everybody? Will you turn to your neighbor and say, I love you, neighbor. I heard about your love. Let's be a church of friendship and joy and love and serve the Lord because love is that which is going to carry over into eternity. Now, that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to disturb your love. He wants to drive a wedge between you and somebody else, certainly between you and Jesus. And if he gets that wedge between you and somebody else, he has already preceded that event by getting a wedge between you and Jesus. If you don't love your brother whom you have seen, how can you love God whom you haven't seen? That puts it pretty straight and plain, doesn't it? Well, here's three requests Paul makes of his church. Look at them on the screen, and I'm going to break them down. In just a moment. The first, Paul prays for that church that he loves so much that they would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He prays that they would enjoy the riches of God's glorious inheritance now and in the world to come. And thirdly, he prays that God's incomparably great power would be manifested in that church at Ephesus. Now, this queen of epistles was read to all of the churches. And it is very alive and active and relevant to, to the church of Jesus Christ, certainly to the Largo Community Church. All right, let's, let's look at it. Verse 17, he says, no, look at verse 16. He said, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. You know, that's, that's a wonderful thing when somebody says to you, I'm praying for you. When they tell me that, there's no greater thing that they could be doing for me than for having prayer for me. I'm praying for you. And then he goes on to verse 17. He said, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you, what is it? The spirit of wisdom and revelation. God wants us to be wise. And the wisest thing we can do is to look upon the Lord Jesus Christ and see in him that unspeakable gift that God has given, wise unto salvation, wise unto church fellowship, wise unto unbroken fellowship with Jesus. We have unbroken fellowship with Jesus. We'll have unbroken fellowship with one another. It'll be a blessed, blessed life that, that we're living. Wise. He said, I pray that you will be wise. Serve the Lord. Wise. Look at the scripture. Learn from the Lord. And then he goes on and he says, revelation, meaning that the Holy Spirit would open your eyes to future growth, higher heights, deeper depths in the Lord Jesus Christ. There are times, I think, that has happened to you, I know it has happened to me, that I've been reading a passage of Scripture, and I've read that passage over and over for years. See, I try to read the Bible through every year. I don't get through it every year. 
Sometimes it takes me a little longer than a year to get through it. But if I read about five chapters a day, I can usually make it. But I read much of the scripture all the time in preparing messages. But I mean just to sit down and turn the pages and read. But I'm reading it through, and I've read that before, and all of a sudden, it jumps out at me. Something happens that's like the lights go on, and it's for me. And I'm rejoicing, and I feel a a surge of energy. And it isn't a passing energy, but it's an impartation of strength. It, It just blesses me. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. God promises rest for those who are weary and burdened. Let God speak promise into your soul, the promise of rest. Friend, life keeps coming at you, beating you into the ground. There's no let up. This coming Sunday, January the 12th, I will be talking to you about the healing word that will bring rest, healing rest to your soul. The Largo Community Church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. Service times are 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. The Healing Word, bringing healing rest. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Now, heaven is going to be our home someday. We're, We're passing through. This is not permanent. That permanent is yet to come. And we're looking forward to that day when we will stand in the presence of the Lord. But the question is sometimes asked, why do we not know more about heaven and the life that is to come? If that's going to be our eternal home, why don't we know more about it? Well, we know a lot about it. The Bible has a lot to say about it. But friend, heaven is so marvelous, so wonderful, so perfect that our human language can't get a hold of it and express it. Paul the Apostle said that he was caught up into the third heaven. And he said he didn't know whether he was in the body or out of the body. Maybe it was just my spirit, but he said I may have been physically caught up. But he said I saw things that man is not permitted to speak. Paul knew at least three languages. He knew the Roman language, which was Latin. He knew Hebrew He knew Greek, and he said, I can go through all of those languages, and yet I cannot cannot describe what God has prepared for those who love him. I can't can't begin to describe it. Now, we've got a little bit of that right now down here, but what is ahead for us is phenomenal beyond words to describe. The glory of heaven is such... Now listen to this. The glory of heaven is such that to attempt to describe it would detract from it. It's like taking a blind man who has been born blind, can't see anything, and now I've been on a vacation to the Grand Canyon and I come home and that blind man's on his front porch and he said, Pastor Morris, would you describe the Grand Canyon to me? I've never seen it. I never will be able to see it. And so I begin to describe it. No matter what I describe or what I say about it, it's going to fall far short from what it is. I thought about little boys. They were talking about Disney World. One of them went to Disney World, come home to tell his playmate about Disney World. And he starts telling him about Disney World. His playmate had never been there. He tells him about Epcot Center. And his little boy, his eyes gets big and he's, wow, wow. So no matter what he is told about Disney World or about Epcot Center, it doesn't fully describe it. 
There's no way to describe it. Well, that's what it is about heaven. Friend, you've got something coming to you. Something great and wonderful and phenomenal. And God has prepared it. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. Now, I I told you the story. When my dad was dying in Pittsburgh in the hospital, my sister was there. She was only about 25 years old. And as I reflect on it through the years, his eyes went back into his head. All you could see was the white of his eye. I wasn't there. This is what was told me. And my sister became what I'll say, hysterical. She began to loudly, Daddy, Daddy, and don't be afraid, Daddy. And the nurse walked over, put her arm, the nurse did put her arm around my sister and said, Honey, he can't hear you. And she just, Daddy, Daddy. And then all of a sudden, his eyes came back and he focused on her and he shook his head, No, no. I think two things he was saying. Don't keep calling like that. <laughs> That's not necessary for you to get hysterical like that. And secondly, I have a feeling. I really do down deep in my soul. I've thought about it for years and years. He may have gone to that place called heaven. Got a glimpse of it. And when he shook his head, no, no, there's nothing to be afraid of, Grace. That was her name, Grace. There's nothing to be afraid of. I've already seen it. I've got a glimpse of it because the nurse thought he was gone. She said, he can't hear you. But he did hear her. And I believe it was my sister's voice that called him back. Now, something very similar happened to my aunt, my mother's sister. Her, she had, they had one son, Kenny. Kenny was a, um, a doctor at, uh, a doctor, an emergency uh, doctor at Kettering Hospital in Kettering, Ohio. And Kenny told me this story just about a year ago about his mother. I didn't know it. He said, when my mother was dying, a friend was there with her. And this friend called out to my mother in a loud voice. When my mother had, from all appearance, she had passed. And just then, when this lady called out several times, my mother regained consciousness and said, why did you do that? Why did you call me back? I was in a most beautiful place. I wanted to stay there, but you called me back. I wanted to stay there. Friend, heaven is for real. Why? Because God is for real. Jesus is for real. And the salvation that he purchased on the cross is for real. Rejoice in the Lord. Be happy in Christ. God has something wonderful prepared for you. But part of that inheritance that we're going to receive is for us now. Let me see if I can illustrate it. I lived in western Pennsylvania. I lived in my dad and mother's house. I lived in my parents' house. When people would ask me, where is your home? It wasn't my home. My name was not on the deed. My parents' name on the deed. Where is your home? I would tell them my home, and I would give the address of where I was living with my parents. Now, someday, I'm going to inherit that whole house, although I didn't. My sister inherited it. (laughs) But that's my house. But right now, I'm enjoying it. The comfort, the shelter, the warmth, the love. That's my house. And yet, it's not my house, but I'm enjoying it now. What am I saying? You can enjoy the blessings of heaven or some of those blessings right now. You can, now, my dad's money, 
That was my money too. <laughs> you see, I was, in, I was going to inherit that money. And I did inherit it, but I spent it all on my education. I went broke spending it, and I had to even take out a, a loan to finish pay, pay, paying it off, so it wasn't that much money. But that money that I'm going to inherit, he was providing a house, he was buying food, he was buying me clothing, he was supporting my education, he took that money and spent it on me on vacations. So that money that I was going to inherit, I was getting some of it right now. So friend, don't wait until you die to be happy. <laughs> You can be happy now. You can rejoice now. You can have strength and power right now. You're God's people. You can enjoy these benefits. Now look at, look at verse 19. Now we've gone through verse 15, 16, 17, 18, and now 19. My last verse, I'm going to read it to you. And he said this is his last prayer for them. And his, Jesus, incomparably great power for us who believe that power is like the working of his mighty strength for us who believe. Telling us this. Paul was saying to that church and to all the churches in, in the region of Ephesus, now Turkey, and to the churches today and to the Largo Community Church. God has great power. But Paul is saying, I'm praying that you will experience, have an experience and taste experientially, that great power right now. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to get it and to be blessed by it. You can have it right now. Heaven is for real, but Jesus is for real now. Now, when I get to heaven, what's going to make heaven heaven? The mansions? Oh, yes, I'm looking forward to those mansions. Streets of transparent gold? Yes, there's nothing on earth like it because gold is not transparent. Not earthly gold, is it? Uh, That beautiful city, the the river of life, the gates of pearl. But what's going to make heaven heaven is Jesus. I was praying some time ago about heaven. And I don't know why I prayed quite like this, but I'm glad I did. And I prayed, and I, I got to thinking about all the millions and millions of Christians through the ages who have gone to heaven. And I thought, Lord, I want to see you face to face. But how am I going to get through that crowd? <laughs> how am I going to get to you? I want to see those nail prints in your hand and in your feet. But how am I going to get to you? I, I could almost see myself standing way off, looking and waving Jesus way out there. Before the words came out of my heart, out of my mouth, the answer came back. And the Lord said to me, and I'm something like this, he said, If you and I have a one-on-one relationship here, are we going to have less when when you get there? Heaven is going to augment everything here is going to be augmented there. Friend, there's so much of heaven. I'm going to have peace when I get to heaven. Why? Because the Prince of Peace, Jesus, is there. And the place is just permeated with peace. Because of the Prince of Peace. But I have Jesus in my heart now. The Prince of Peace. And so right now, His peace can permeate my being. Even through trial, difficulty, and hard places. So everything that I'm going to have there, I can have a foretaste of it right here, right now. Amen. <laughs> Praise be to the Lord. 
This is your inheritance. And so now look what he says here in verse, what is it, verse 19. Let me look. He said, that power is like the mighty working of his mighty strength. Here's what Jesus said. Come, he's talking to you, the church. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance. Take your inheritance. Why keep waiting? Come on, you can pray, you can have peace, you can have joy, you can have the power of God right now. Take your inheritance now and then get the full inheritance on the other side. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts. God promises rest for those who are weary and burdened. Let God speak promise into your soul, the promise of rest. Friend, life keeps coming at you, beating you into the ground. There's no let up. This coming Sunday, January the 12th, I will be talking to you about the healing word that will bring rest, healing rest to your soul. The Largo Community Church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. Service times are 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. The healing word bringing healing rest. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.